And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. It's Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology here as today's host of Startup Hustle. Today, we're going to be talking about analyzing your Amazon spending. Uh, I've got a great founder as, as our guest today, a friend and colleague as well, uh, who's been creating something absolutely uh, revolutionary in the space in regards to what it does and, and how it can help you either as a seller or a customer. It's got, it's got multi multiple uh, avenues to using the software. Before I introduce today's guest, a shout out to our sponsor. Today's episode of Startup Hustle is powered by Fullscale.io. Hiring software developers is difficult. Fullscale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. And without further ado, Yuha Mikola, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks. Well, welcome back to the U.S. I know you're based out of Miami. That's where we met. Uh, but I believe you've been in Finland for the last month or so with the family kind of living off the grid. Yeah, it's a it's a very Finnish thing. So I mean, my background's pretty international. I was I was born in Finland, but my family lived in South Florida when I was a kid. So I uh, had that kind of Florida experience growing up from you know, it was kindergarten to fifth grade, you know, and then we moved back home to Finland and just love going back there. I got two young boys now, a six and a four year old, and there's nothing better than than taking them back to to learn about the culture and see what it's all about. And it's literally off the grid. We're in the archipelago on an island that isn't connected to electricity. Got a couple of solar panels, some 5G for internet for the occasional video call, and then uh, two saunas, wood-burning saunas. So that's the most important thing for us. I love it. And it's it's. I think about having young young ones like in today's world, you know, it's tech. I don't know how old you are, but I grew up playing outside and there was video game consoles and PCs. Like my dad had one of the early computers, but really that wasn't such a huge part of our life. You know, there was uh, even before caller ID, you know, you had to call a dad and <laughs> yeah. ask, talk to the girl and, you know, uh, or just make plans like a week in advance. You'd know that on Wednesday at two o'clock, we're hanging out. It wasn't right, like getting right. a text at noon saying, do you want to hang out at two o'clock? You know, and so I, I bet it's just amazing for the boys to just uh, get to experience a little bit of life that's different, kind of like, you know, uh, even we grew up even before that, but just uh, seeing another way of living. Totally. I think it's really important. And I mean, Miami is like the polar opposite of like what we experienced for that one month in the summer. So it's really nice for them to have that. And obviously, as a family, you hang out a lot more. There's no iPads, you know, we're, we're not on screens, and you're just doing stuff outside, like whatever it might be fishing. You know, we made a little soccer pitch, you know, everybody's excited about Messi down here now that he's part of the the inner Miami team. So playing, yeah. doing stuff like I remember doing as a kid. And, and I think that's really fun. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of messy, um, a guy in my building, a friend, uh, we moved into this building where, where Marknology uh, offices, we moved into a, a kind of um, an uninhabited part of downtown Kansas City that they're trying to revive. And so we really picked, we handpicked the neighbors. So it's me, <clears throat> production company on floor two, my mentor in full scale on top three, <clears throat> on floor three, floor two, Casey Wirtz. Um, 
and his company are doing the Apple TV show with Messi. No way. So, <laughs> like following Messi, like they're doing that. So if you're watching that kind of journey on Apple TV, um, it's Casey, my friend from upstairs. So I'm That's pretty so proud cool. of them. Pretty proud of them and what they're doing with that. And he's been, I've just been following his journey. Um, you know, in and out of Miami doing everything. That's so. great. That's great. Yeah. And I, I haven't run into Messi yet, uh, but I'm, that's, that's the goal of everybody in Miami right now is figure out where he lives and go say what's up. But he's actually playing with a Finn. People don't realize that. Like Robert Taylor is like scoring all those goals, has the most non-Finnish name. But this guy's like apparently from Lapland, like Northern Finland and had, I think, a British dad. And those two are just clicking. So it's cool to see that there's a little Finnish connection on Inner Miami too. No, that's cool. I love it. I, um, I actually went the first year you guys got a team. I haven't been like, you know, here in Kansas City, we have Sporting KC. Um, but I actually went with Vanessa Hung uh, from uh, Wizards of Ecom. I was down there doing an event with Carlos. I think you've been on a show. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Carlos. That's great. And uh, they hosted me. I had some free tickets. They took me to uh, a Miami game. Um, it was a beautiful stadium, beautiful branding and colors. You know, me, yeah. I'm a marketing guy. I'm just like taking it all in. It's awesome, right? Yeah, they killed I it. I think I had just flown in from Alaska uh, on a trip with my dad and kind of doing that nature thing too. And uh, I went from kind of like they, they have like hard water there. And I yeah. flew into Miami. And then so I went from kind of like that temperature to Miami temperature in the summer. And we went to a game and everyone was just like dripping. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. like it was uh, it was a hot day. They won. And I think they hadn't been winning a lot of games. This is maybe like two years ago. Uh, yeah. I don't know how old they are, but um, I was there and I, everyone was so pumped because it was like the first win they had in a while. And I was like, I guess I brought the good luck. It was just, nice. It was quite the experience. So I'm sure now that Messi's down there, it's a whole nother um experience a lot of fun yeah it sounds like you were the messy of that season because i looked at their record uh earlier today i'm like they did not win many games before he joined <laughs> but now no, it's yeah, like they're it was, on the streak so yeah i was just good. like well this is so fun this is new this is you know and then they won and it was just like you know how it is um but i digress i'm sure everybody our listeners want to hear more about what we're talking about in regards to amazon spending and e-com but um you know no it's really nice to have you on the show especially uh when it's a friend and and knowing that we're building something together is pretty cool i haven't shared that with our audience but i'm hoping to today and just kind of talk to them about what we're doing uh and, and how it can affect and help them or affect what they're doing so let's talk about before we just get into um you know the software and, and what we're building I, and, and talking about spending and how it can help talk about you a little bit you talked about where how you grew up um, you know, how did you get into business? How did you know you want to be an entrepreneur or even get into this kind of field that we're doing now? Talk to me about your journey a little bit, um, going as far back as you'd like. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I don't remember ever not being an entrepreneur. So I think as a, as a kid, I kind of mentioned, I had that upbringing where, you know, we'd come back to Florida even after, um, we had moved away. And I remember, uh, I'd fill up a suitcase buying matchbox cars and bring them back to Finland and sell them to my friends because I realized there was an arbitrage where, uh, you know, they were a little bit cheaper in, in the States than, and, and we had new models and new color waves that they didn't have back home. So I think I was always just thinking about that, like, hey, what could be a, a way to, you know, build a little bit of a business? And, and I think making money was part of it. But I, I also liked connecting with people like, you know, when, when I'd figure out like, oh, this is someone's favorite car and this is what they collect and get to know them, you know, and it was like making money was a little part of it, but it was kind of like that community and like figuring out, learning more about people and kind of being able to help them was, was always really fun. So I think I had that experience really early. And then um, I was really into a sport called floorball, which is like an indoor hockey that's played professionally in, in uh, okay. four countries. And 
that was my first business. I actually already started a club for that in high school when I was back home in Finland and then moving to Canada in Toronto, which was my first kind of stop back in North America, built a company promoting floorball in, in North America. And that was really cool. We built tournaments of thousands of players. We had televised games. We had hundreds of retailers selling the product at the end, but it was all like true, like startup hustle. It was just driving a minivan across Canada from school to school, teaching kids how to play and working with like amazing teachers and coaches who were like, hey, we'll incorporate this into our curriculums. And at the end of the day, we had like Hockey Canada on board, USA Hockey, but it, it took a long time to like get that going. And and I think I just loved it. It was it was really, really fun to to be building something new. And again, I think there was that element of community. It was like getting to know people, like traveling around the country. Like I really loved all of that stuff. And um, I think there was a moment back in 2014 for me where, you know, I'd been doing it for a long time and, and financially it was, it was uh, a difficult business. You know, we're building a market from the ground up and, and it wasn't something that had a, had a huge market. We did actually sell to Amazon in those early days, which was kind of neat. I remember them being one of our, our good customers and they would order every product we had in order to stock it. And I always really? loved it because we had some sticks that would sell for like 300 bucks. And I'm like, man, they're buying even one of these ones. That's good. You know, that's good margin for us. Um, so that was maybe my first like Amazon e-com sort of um, impression that I had. Um, and then I decided like, I got to get into tech. Like this is where it's at. I love this e-com store I'm running. You know, how can I learn more about this? And ended up enrolling in a coding school. Okay. Um, and this was 2014 when they were just starting. I was always kind of an early adopter and willing to take a risk. So I'm like, let's see what this thing's all about. And through that, you know, realized this is a, a great idea. Maybe we should start one of these schools. And and my wife and I moved down to Miami to start WinCode, which was the first coding school in the Southeast. Um, we were very fortunate, built that to, you know, over a thousand graduates. Um, we had folks working, you know, from Facebook to Google, all the big tech companies. And uh, we were one of the, the actually were the first um, accredited or the, the real word is like, um, uh, from the Florida Department of Education, like actually having the rights to like run the run the school, which most of the other coding schools weren't doing. Um, and then uh, I, as we kind of built that, we got interest from other bigger players in the space. And we were acquired almost three years ago now by BrainStation, which is like the now I think the global number one in our space. So okay. that was a cool journey. And then that sporting goods company I talked about, I, I sold that also along the way. So I was like, okay, I've done this a few times. And what's next, you know, and I think that's part of what we're talking about today, but I think as a founder, it's still, it's, it's, it's about that journey, but it's like enjoying that step, whether it's like the way beginning or, or getting to the point of exit. Like there's so many cool things along that journey that I just very fortunate to have been a part of, and it gives me a lot of energy. I like how you've come at it from multiple sides, you know, from um, a coding school after having done it yourself, um, the e-com side of it, understanding like the sporting, um, and one thing I was thinking of when you were talking about that was the this concept of demand generation versus demand capture. Uh, definitely feel like whenever I started my journey in, in the Amazon industry on the services side, um, I was doing demand generation, you know, talking to brands, businesses, retailers about why they need to be on Amazon, the benefits of Amazon, how to do it. Um, people didn't, weren't just like flocking to Amazon in yeah. that way, if that makes sense. Customers were starting to get into it, but even there wasn't even advertising when I started. So it just wasn't like, I, I definitely think that Amazon becoming a major advertiser where people were spending their money made it get on people's radars. Oh, people are spending money here. Um, you know, different things like that. But at the beginning, man, I think, I don't think enough founders think about, um, 
when they're starting an idea or what they're doing, if it's in the demand generation or the demand capture area, you know, uh, because the demand generation is a whole nother ball game. I mean, it's, it's amazing because you're out in front and you're kind of doing your own thing, but, uh, convincing people about something, uh, you know, is in, in, in educating them, there's a whole lot more education into everything, uh, versus just like, we have the best software around to do this one thing that you're already looking for. And here we are, you know? Yeah. Um, just a lot, a lot of different uh, ways about going about it. It's, it's fun, um, and it definitely is a bug. Like for me, I was just always um, hard worker, like want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. Uh, parents were missionaries and really entrepreneurs. I just wouldn't have given them the title because it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when it's not around business, it's like they were educate, they were teachers. They were, you know, um, that's kind of how I think of them. But they often went into places that didn't have what they had like just like you guys did in miami and create a coding school mm -hmm. they would go in and create you know christian schools or uh english schools with christian curriculum out of nothing and i really realized that i had more of an example than i thought when it came down to like you know just starting something and getting it going um but there's just an energy with that when i, I found it whenever i found e-commerce and started helping people on the side with their amazon stores uh for me being able to help people uh, pioneer something that no one else is doing or paying attention to finding new ways of doing it. Um, and then the, the, the speed, like, you know, to get someone, let's say you have a coding school in Miami, um, probably the sale of getting someone to sign up and, and enroll and then be approved and then get their funding approved. And it's a process selling it something on e-com is like instantaneous. Yeah. It can, you yeah. know, it can happen immediately. It's so, it's so fun. Um, that I was just hooked kind of like a casino, I think like, you know, you're just like, wow, I won. Okay. Let's, I want to do this again. I want to do this again. Um, but talk to me about how, uh, let's transition a little bit. Like talk to me how we came across this opportunity and, um, kind of what made you, what made you like birth, birth this and decide to run. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the journey I'm on now is building Usco, which you know, we're, we're doing two things. We're building a marketplace basically. So, on one side, we want to help consumers like better understand their Amazon spending, you know, and be able to uh, make smarter uh, purchase decisions and then also make money from their data. Uh, on the flip side, for any Amazon sellers that are listening to this, like this is all about allowing Amazon sellers to connect directly with their customers. So that's the really cool part is customers actually own that data. They know who they buy from, you know, they, they know what these relationships are. But the way Amazon's been built is, they're preventing sellers from seeing that. So if customers opt into sharing it, you can create this bridge between the two. And, and that's really what we're working on. And it started as an idea about like how our personal data is treated today. So it's, it's something that's bothered me from really the early days of the internet. We're all trading our data, our privacy, our security uh, for free products, right? And, and it's, it's one of the, the craziest kind of deals that I think society has ever taken, which is like, hey, sure, like, give me, give me this free software, but I'll, I'll give up all rights to who I am. And you guys can make billions of dollars every quarter off of off of my data. And, and on scale, it's worked brilliantly for these tech companies. I mean, it's really the, the, the currency of how the modern internet works. And what we'd really want to do is try to um, change that where the user is the one who's in control of that data. And then if you choose to share it, you opt in, that's great. Then you can actually get the benefit of not just connecting with a brand you love and learning about a new product, but actually getting paid for doing that action of sharing it. So I've been building this marketplace for a while now, working with uh, over 35 Amazon brands that are kind of early adopters helping us test this thing. And uh, it's been really, really cool. So if you imagine the platform, the way it works as a, as a shopper, you can download the app. It's just that usco.app. 
um, log in, it'll download your Amazon purchase history. Um, you as a shopper uh, continue to own that. It's on the hard drive of your phone. We never get it as a company. It stays totally secure. And then you have an inbox where you can read messages that sellers can send to you. When you read those messages, you actually earn credits, which you can exchange for money. So there's a, a lot of value there and it's very targeted. You can get messages based on exactly what you bought in the past. And if you're reading these things, you get compensated. Yeah, if you're reading this, it's not too late, as Drake says. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, it. To, yeah. to get involved, um, you know, we're talking about analyzing your your spending, and you're talking about how on the customer side, um, you know, there isn't a way to really see what you're spending on, um, you know, the categories, uh, any of those things. Like I literally just went from April to uh, July, and with an Excel spreadsheet from my bookkeeper, yeah. coding all of my Amazon transactions because it doesn't it doesn't naturally do that. And as well, like, you know, it might say $700 purchase uh, yeah. on a line item on Excel, because that's what it pulled from the card. Well, within that $700 could be 15 different items, 20 right. different items, 30 different items. Yeah. So, you know, I can categorize laziness as, as a, as a bookkeeper, like categorize it. I'm like, okay, that was, um, you know, if it's in my business, that was office supplies. This was warehouse. This was, uh, you know, laptop. This was, uh, cleaning supplies, whatever I'm coding them as, right? But oftentimes we're not going all the way into those 15 or 20 things and saying, what was I actually spending on within that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to code that one $700 transaction as what was the most things purchased in there. And that's right. just not, that's not accurate. You know, that's not as good as it could be. And definitely it's not giving me insight like some of the other financial planners I've had, like mint.com or mm -hmm. some credit cards even have them where they're analyzing your spending. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but like for me, we've got probably Uline because I run a warehouse, right. a big, big, big company we purchased from. Um, I remember them from my sporting goods days. I bought all right? my boxes from okay, Uline. Okay, yeah. So like Uline, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting guys. free Yetis all the time. Yeah. I'm just buying so much stuff um, and I'm buying from Amazon. I mean, there's yeah. other companies we pay, like we have t software tools and things like that. But when it t comes down to my business and what we're purchasing on, I've already got a business account there. I've got my cards there. I'm telling my uh, controller or my office admin, we buy stuff on Amazon because it's easier for me to keep everything in one spot. There isn't a tool that really analyzes that. Yeah. Uh, and this is not even me talking as the Amazon brand or the Amazon seller. This is just me as a as customer Joe. Yeah. Right? Um, and to really break that down or have insight, like that's the main area I'm buying for my business. Um, you know, I've got a four and a half million dollar business or so there's quite a few purchases on amazon right the year, right right uh whether it's employee gifts i mean the list goes on and on and on I, I, we pretty much get it done on amazon um and being able to break that down has immense value uh so that's number one and then just know where people are where you're spending not even to know where everybody else is there's so many tools out there for amazon that's just like oh this is where people are spending this is what people are searching but what about me what about my i, I yeah. think i had uh just for context, um, 14 pages of of purchases from April to the end of June. That's crazy. Um, April, May, yeah, three months worth. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's quite a bit uh, that I had to go through yesterday even uh, encoding all of those things out. So that's a super win. And then on the Amazon side, the brand side, the, cut, uh, the seller side, uh, being able to see what people are purchasing outside of just scraping tools, I think is, is really, really cool. 
uh, not just seeing what they're searching, but, and then, you know, what are all the ways that you spend on Amazon as a seller, right? You've mm -hmm. got promotional discounts, you've got coupon discounts, you've got lightning deals, maybe prime day deals. You've got, uh, advertising and PPC spend. Of course, that's a major one. Um, and because it's not like Facebook or Instagram or some of these social channels with advertising, it's direct response. It's mm. this person looked at uh, a pickleball paddle set, uh, or they search for pickleball paddle set, you're not able to look at like just interests. And if you have your avatar defined as a brand, you're not able to just say, I just want to show to those avatars, right? Right? It right. could be a 12 year old searching, it could be a 90 year old searching, it could be a mom searching, we can't really deter. We can't really say, "Oh, I just want people between the ages of twenty-one and, and fifty-five because I think they might actually be playing pickleball," or you know, those kinds of things. And so, what are the other things we can do to be a little bit more efficient? Um, I think this is where the app comes in. That's a really cool opportunity for people that have opted in to be able to direct message them. You know that they've purchased something in your wheelhouse or something close to your product, and be able to just get in front of them uh, with your offer. I think is uh, provides an immense value. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think on the seller side, like, it, it really is about creating a direct relationship with your customer. Uh, it, it's something that we've kind of lost because of the way the Amazon marketplace is built. And I think has a lot of value, because if you want to tap into that lifetime value of a customer, what do you need to do right now? I mean, it's like you basically have to keep buying Amazon ads and other ads to stay in front of that customer over and over again. And if you stop for a second, someone else is going to pick up that slot, you know, and the next time they have to rebuy your product, guess where they're going? They're going to a competitor. Here, what you can do is, you know, they've actually opted in and you can send them something special, you know, send them a special offer or check in just how they're doing or tell them about another product that, you know, you have that complements what you sold them already, right? Or maybe, you know, the cycle, how often they buy, we can tell that from the app and, and get ahead of that, you know, and message this customer. So I think there's a lot of value there. And I think the difference to other tools is the fact that, these are customers opting in, you know, they're saying, Hey, I want to be part of this because it's my data, you know, and I want to understand, uh, I want to understand it and control it better. And, you know, I'll let you use it as a brand, but you know, I also deserve some of that compensation from it. So yeah, and I'm, um, I'm open to getting offers that are relevant to what I care about and what I'm shopping. And um, I know I'm definitely I will opt in to, um, you know, having cookies, uh, if it's a site I care about, like, yeah. you know, I, I am like, look, I want to get, I don't want to look at this site every day looking for deals or offers or whatever. Like, let's say it's a shoe site or something like that. But if you guys have an offer for me that you think is great, I trust you enough as a brand or a company that I will let you send me, you know, based on my data. Yeah. So it's like, I, I personally, as an IT guy, I literally went to school for computer science, networking and security on the security side, um, which has helped me in my journey on Amazon, just thinking more like how to be safe, secure, what's Amazon thinking, how to think like them as a, uh, in regards to security. Uh, so thinking like that, I am willing to give my data, but only to people I trust. Right. And so right. I think that, or to brands that I trust. And so, uh, thinking about that and this opportunity, what really came to my mind with just putting on my Amazon seller hat is, uh, with a lot of brands that are around consumables. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we work with like a lot of food brands, um, you know, we work with a lot of like uh, products like that, where, you know, you're continuing to rebuy them. And uh, in that case, like Amazon's program subscribe and save is a huge opportunity to do exactly what you're talking about, where they're not coming back in searching for my brand name or searching for the product, seeing other competitors deciding to try the cinnamon instead of the brown sugar this time right. or something like that, right. Um, and you've lost them. Yeah. And that's one of the major disadvantages. Well, subscribe and save 
especially when there's a high cost of acquisition for a customer, subscribe and save really comes in clutch is in a way to is a way to have a sustainable business on Amazon. And so yeah. Uh, just thinking about the app, you're talking about being able to give people offers, remind them about the products, be like, you know, um, we do inserts, we do we do direct mailers, we do uh, as far as like uh, an agency helping brands do yeah. these things. We go to a lot of efforts uh, to be able to push, subscribe and save and remind people about it. Here's another opportunity where if that's a big part of your business, you can get in front of customers that have already bought from you um, and remind them about your savings and, and things like that. For sure. And then you can also message based on the category and, and other products they bought. So one of the things about subscribe and save that's that's bad is the fact that if somebody already has that relationship with another brand, maybe they bought from you originally and then they ended up subscribing to something else that's similar, right? How do you break that pattern, right? Now you have a way to message them and be like, hey, here's something I noticed you bought my product four times last year, but that was in the first six months. And now in the last two, I see you haven't bought it at all maybe you've gone and subscribe and save with somebody else, right? Like here's some reason to, to come over to, to um, our side and, and, and shop with us, right? So I think that you have that opportunity using the app. And, and really, it's all about giving sellers the, the ability to like filter through and think, you know, we've had sellers do really, really cool things where it could be like, okay, I, I want to send a special offer to someone who shopped with me before and has stopped. Or maybe it's someone who recently just joined. Let's get them to do something. You know, there's a lot of different ways to kind of filter this and, and connect with users. And again, it's all about that lifetime value. It's like once you acquire them what, that, that first time, how do you make sure you keep that relationship going? And uh, you mentioned insert cards. We've also used insert cards as a really cool way to, to drive the customers you have today to this app. So we've done a program with uh, almost 40,000 insert cards now in the last month where we're basically driving people from the product purchase to come into the app. And then we create that connection with the brand. And because the brand is helping bring that person on, we're letting them message that that user for free forever. So we have some really cool uh, partnerships around that. And, and I think that's a great way for us to grow the, the user base of our app as well and, and bring a lot of value because as a, as a seller, you really care about most likely the people who buy your product. So this way, you know, the people on are the ones who buy your product. I love it. And, and like you're talking about them opting in and that's just a big part of it. Like you're talking to, this is not like you're an Amazon customer and you don't want to be messaged. This is like, you want to be involved. You want to get better offers. You want to get something more direct and, and tailored to you. And so you're saying, yes, actually, I do want to talk to you. Uh, I'm on this dating app, you know, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. I'm on this dating app because I do want to meet somebody or I and, do want that And you're that getting paid. So you're getting great offers. You're getting paid. And then I didn't want to mention on the cookie example you mentioned before, like in that case with the cookie, you're actually giving them your data. In, in, in our case, you always own it. So even though you okay. get these messages, that data is always on your device. We never get that. So so you don't really need to make that kind of privacy, uh, let's say, uh, giveaway at all. You know, you can still keep it private, but get the advantage of people being able to filter and message to you without knowing who you are. So that's kind of the magic of how we built the product. Even better. I love that. I got a couple questions for you before we do. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit fullscale.io. We can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the Fullscale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit fullscale.io to learn more. So back to back to the app and the functionality um, as a seller you know i know some of these answers but for everybody listening you know um talk to me about some of the um the interactions on the app outside of just like hey here's a five dollar coupon or here's an offer um is there actual dialogue back and forth between uh brands and customers is it is it kind of two-way or is it one way 
So right now, the way that we built it kind of in this first iteration is it's one way so that you're basically as a brand, you're not having to maintain like a, a texting relationship with all of these customers that you've sent. So it's kind of a one way offer. But what you can do is send links. So for example, if you wanted that customer to go to your D2C website or go to your Amazon listing or go and leave a review, whatever it might be, you can track that through your own links and then create a conversation with them through your site or whatever other kind of method you wanted to use. Um, in the future, we might add that. Uh, it depends on sort of what brands want. And, and really, we're trying to build something that brands and sellers are really going to find valuable. Um, another thing that from feedback we we're building and, and are really close to launching is a marketplace feature in the app. So we're going to have customized offers. We're starting with about 3,500 different offers that give a certain, really, it's like described as an affiliate commission to our company, to Usko, but we're actually sharing that with the customer. So what's happening is uh, the customer can earn cash back through here. So basically, these these uh, targeted cash back offers are based on what they bought before. So it's, again, a really cool place to go browse if you're a user and you're like, oh, hey, I can see like inflation's hitting my bill. Like, why am I spending more on Amazon? What's going on? Let me go browse here and see what products I could try that are similar to what I buy today that are giving me cash back and an incentive to actually buy from them. So trying to be very targeted about that and, and kind of really thoughtful. But that's been uh, that, you know something we've had in the works for a while and we're really excited to launch with with our seller partners. I love it. I love it. So um, outside of just going to the site for sellers and for customers, um, you know, what's the barrier to entry to getting to getting involved? Um, I think from the seller side, it's a little bit different. But from the customer side, you're just uh, you're going to usco.com, you're downloading the app, kind of saying yes to getting your information. And from there, you're going to start getting offers. Yeah, so it's usco.app, so .app. And if you're a shopper, what I'd like to challenge everybody who's listening to this is like, Try to guess how much you spent on Amazon in the last two and a half years and then go download that app and check it out. And again, you have no risk because we're not getting access to your Amazon account. It's only on your own device. And tell me, like, come on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Tell me how close you were, because so far, like, I've had nobody even get close on guessing this. Everybody thinks like, oh, I probably spent like five grand or two grand or 20 grand seeing people spending 50, 60 grand a year on Amazon. And I think that's a real eye opener because it will analyze and give you that um, information. And, and maybe you change your shopping habits. Maybe it lets you shop a little bit smarter in terms of what you do next. So definitely go to usco.app, try it and, and give us feedback on how that experience is. As a seller, the best thing to do is just reach out to us directly. So we'll work uh, on pilot projects with, with anyone out there. So far, the best brands that we've had are the ones that really are, are working with us to build the product and, and build this marketplace. And we've done these insert card programs. We've done some D2C work like through websites to figure out like, okay, what are you, uh, your D2C customers? They might buy from you once in a while when you have a great offer, but then what do they buy on Amazon the rest of the time from your brand or from, from your competitors? There's all kinds of really, really cool things you can figure out. So really looking forward to just connecting with brands and building out campaigns and, and, and really figuring out the, the best use case for everybody to, to allow the, the growth of your brand. And, and uh, really, it's all about that lifetime value and that direct communication with, uh, with the customer. Oh, I love it. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, and uh, my dad was someone that had computers very, very early. So his missionary didn't, we didn't really have a lot. I never had a video game console at the time, but like he was into computers. So I had so we had one, right? And yeah. we built them. We'd go to uh, CompUSA or um, Micro Center. These are some places here in the Midwest that were just like you could buy individual parts for computers and kind of build your home PC. And he was all about these rebates. 
Okay, yeah. I don't know. They, they don't have them as much anymore, but it would be like you'd have to take the serial code or the UPC off the box, have this form to fill out. You're sending in the box uh, in an envelope, like with the receipt and all the th little things we did to save, um, you know, or, or, or get a deal, so to yeah. speak. And I don't know if that's a Midwest thing or just a, a Morgan's thing. I don't know. But like that was something I I definitely remember with my dad. Um, it's fun to just think about these kinds of opportunities now, how, how things have changed, but it's still that same kind of principle of just like, mm -hmm. you know, making a game of it in some ways that are just like, what are all the ways I can save? Uh, what are the ways I can shop better? Uh, you know, I, I have been involved in my finances as a business in the length of our business. I have a bookkeeper and CPA and things, but, um, there's, a, there's a several times a year where I just get into the books and, and I'm looking for opportunities just like you kind of talked about yeah. how much you think you're spending, where can you buy different product? Right. Uh, where can you try to get a deal or a business deal? Um, or things like that. And I think that, um, you know, for some people, Amazon is an even bigger channel for their brand than others, especially mm. if they have like a product that's an auxiliary product or a product that's like an add on. The marketplace is just like, you know, a huge opportunity for them. Um, so just thinking about that and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even want to know how much I spent on Amazon. I told you 15 pages uh, <laughs> of sales. I can't wait to months. see. you got to guess first. And you've actually downloaded the order. So you have maybe some idea. But yeah, you gotta, I do. I you do. Gotta go I check it out. So for all of our listeners, um, I've been involved with you now, I think maybe a little close to a year, maybe yeah. a little bit short um, last summer for sure. And just like some of the ideas of how we're working with brands and, and promotion and things like that. So I just want to make that disclaimer, uh, that I'm, I'm really talking about something that I'm involved with and that I'm trying that I find value in and, I, and I've moved around and, um, understanding what the opportunity is and how to make it better. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, uh, iterations that's going to continue to grow just like the marketplace where, um, you not only are you getting on there and maybe being able to, uh, to message shoppers, but every Amazon seller, uh, under the sun is looking for other opportunities um, to, to get traffic to their products or to their listings or, uh, you know, diversify. And so um, not only the in-mail messaging that, that's mm -hmm. capable, but also the ability to, you know, maybe you're paying for a spot to have your, your new product during a launch uh, on the front page of the marketplace with a big offer yeah. or something like that. Um, all those kinds of little things are what really add up to make the difference in, in having a successful e-com brand. So, um, a lot of fun in that. Okay, so as we get kind of toward the end of the show, talking about how to get involved, how it can help you, different ways of messaging, there, there's more to it than that. But let's talk about um, like one thing that we're, uh, we're working on as, as a business that we're excited about. Uh, and, and then one thing you as a person are excited about as we close out the year that you're working toward or, or doing it could be hobby, it could be business, could be whatever. Um, and then lastly, like where people can get in contact message you follow along all that kind of stuff so one a business thing we're working on that you're excited about a development two personal and then lastly where we can get in contact with you yeah i love that i mean i think on the business side it's a it's the marketplace feature we've been working on it for a long time and a lot of uh our sellers have been asking for it so i think that's really really exciting to launch it and see how it goes um we're all about feedback you know and getting uh basically communication with with Ultimately, like even though shoppers are the ones that will populate the platform, it's it's sellers who we work with and, and really work for. So I think whenever I have a seller convo, I probably had like three today. I just get energized. I love getting the feedback. You know, some of the feedback's amazing. Some of it's like, hey, here's what you should be doing. Here's some ideas. And, and that's really how we move forward. So I think that's the most exciting piece for me. Um, I think personally, like 
Um, I have a, a lot of um, excitement around uh, we've been building a house for the last year and a half. So it's okay. been really fun to go through that process. And most people are like, would you really consider that fun? You know, and, and uh, but, but we've learned so much. I think I've always just been really fascinated. It's been one of those bucket list things, you know, to be like, hey, one day I'm going to do this. And it's been really cool to go through that process and, and learn a lot about what goes into, you know, development and construction and all of the rest of it. So that's, that's been a really cool experience for me. And then I'm also part of something, uh, I'm a huge racing fan. And my dad was actually a professional race car driver growing up. So I've, I've always um, loved building community, like I mentioned. So we built this group called Box Box, which is it started as a Miami based F1 group where uh, over 150 people now we get together to go watch races, we have watch parties, we're looking at getting a fleet of classic cars that we can share and like a clubhouse. And so that's like Super a passion cool. project, you know, going on on the side that also uh, I, I got to give a shout out to and and, and love doing. So yeah, lot, lots of fun things outside of to, just work. We have to sync on that. Um, I'm working with uh, Hot Wheels right nice. now. Uh, as a brand, there's a lot of fun stuff we're doing with Hot Wheels. Uh, Performance Car Care so it's one of their lifestyle brands. That's uh, cool. You know? Yeah, I'd love to learn and more so about they've that. Got, they've got some of the Hot Wheel cars, the garages, you know, you name it. Um, I think they're they're in California, I think, as far as the HQ, but trying to get involved with different groups and, yeah. um, you know, car enthusiasts, try out the products, maybe send you guys some buckets. They've got some really cool stuff. Nice. Um, he's, you know, the founders of that company were, were part of some, some championship race teams and cool um so it's just been fun i'm i love cars i never had enough money to have the ones i wanted <laughs> yeah. uh so i stayed out of it as a hobby so i've gotten yeah. a little bit older but um no that's that's something super cool and i wouldn't have known um if you hadn't shared it with me and the, and the other thing about the house is uh, i don't know if you know what we have this in common but uh, run quite a bit of airbnbs i have, a, I have another business that i've been cool. building i think we're going on six years now here in kansas city kansas city is just a really hot housing market yeah um so things from like container homes to uh just all different kinds of airbnbs um that's awesome and, and then traditional property management but something i wanted to just add to that note is you don't really think about when you're custom building a home whether it's mm -hmm. like gutting a house and making it your own uh like from from the skeleton or you're building one from scratch i remember we did this in the house i live in now me, me and my business partner it's just two single guys living in this house uh, like 30 bachelors in our 30s um yeah. but building businesses you know and i knew we had to be together to do it so we built this house in a, in a custom way but it was like thinking about even like the trim and oh, what pans yeah. and light switches and uh i had thought about like what i like in regards to decor and aesthetics uh, but I never really thought about some of those details that just like you're like, I don't know. No one's ever asked me my opinion <laughs> yeah. about the trim, you know. Right, right, uh, right. So it was just it was quite the process to just really think about all of the all of the fine details of, um, you know, building a house. And, and I feel like they throw all that 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 all gets thrown at you at the way end, too. And it's like you're like so tired. You're like, let's just get this done. And like, oh, by the way, we need like a million decisions right now. And it's like, oh, you're okay. like, I don't even care right now. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. Just, just give me the haircut, you know. Totally. So, totally. Um, no, that was something that caught me by surprise the first time was just like, uh, well, I, I, I've always think I, I'm a thinker. I'm just an overthinker. Like, I yeah. over, like I have opinions on things because I've thought about them for hundreds of hours sometimes before I say something. But this was just not anything I had ever thought about before. So I remember when I was asked, I was just like, well, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't even know where to start, you know? So um, it is a fun, it is a fun process and something that's long enough that 
it's a long enough process that it feels like it's rewarding going mm-hmm. through it. It's not just like a, you know, you say something is done in 90 days. Like it's, yeah. it's a process. So. It's a bit of like building a business, you know, like you have to have the the long-term view, you know, and, and it's like, you're kind of building step by step and figuring it out and, and learning along the way. Right. And then at the end, when it starts coming together, you're like, yeah, this is amazing. Like it was worth the effort. So I think that that's, that's what I like about it. It's been a cool process. And my wife and I uh, founded WinCode together. So we're, we're co-founders and now uh, she's still with the company that, that acquired us like running the Florida market and I, I'm doing this. So we haven't been working together. So the house has kind of been like our opportunity to work together, which has been nice, kinda. you know, and, Luckily, she knows what kind of trim we need. So like, I haven't had to worry about that, that those those decisions. So uh, shout out to her. That's been good. Well, it's just two dudes. So one of us had to make the decisions. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we, like I couldn't uh, delegate that one off. So um, it was cool. Okay. And then lastly, where can people contact you? Where can people follow along with the brand? Um, uh, where can people get in contact with you? Yeah, so I mean, the, our site is uh, usko.app, so U-S-K-O dot A-P-P. That's the, where you can download the app. Um, you can also email us and contact us through there. Uh, also on Instagram with that data dude. Um, so it's, it's two E's at the end, but we got a lot of content around uh, data, data privacy, like what you should be doing with your data, what you shouldn't. And then obviously, we also do a lot of stuff around Usko, like how you can actually cash out the credits you earn and how you can make money from the the data that you're sharing within the platform. So um, that's a great place to, to follow along and, and really just would love feedback. Anybody who is using the app, like I said before, like the challenge is try to guess that spend. And if you get close, like I'll be really impressed because I think that you talked, touched on this before, like, one of the the reasons why we even built this thing is like I looked at my credit card statement, you know, and looking at looking at every spend, it's just Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Like, what is this? What are we even buying? Is this clothing? Is this food? Is it, you know, and being making any type of budget or decisions around that was very, very difficult. So nothing else, even as a consumer, like just get the app and understand your spending better. It's it's gonna make you a, a smarter consumer and make your dollars go further. You're awesome. You're awesome. Uh, I think you're absolutely right. And it's something that we can all benefit from. Um, Yuha, thank you so much for being on the show. One last thing before we go. Um, uh, this episode will be airing before uh, AMZ Innovate. And I know that, uh, you know, we'll be there. A lot of a lot of Amazon sellers will be there. Uh, it's a big New York event. Um, you want to just give a, a small plug on on being there? Yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. It's a, it's a great event. If anyone who's listening is going to be there, let me know. I'd love to meet up and going to be basically doing a couple of things there. One that we've loved to do, like uh, in a lot of consumer shows, is we'll throw up a leaderboard of everyone's Amazon spending and uh, give a huge prize to, to people when they, when they share that amount. And it's crazy the numbers that we see there. It's just kind of like a, a fun thing. And, and we'll obviously be there helping onboard people onto the app answer any questions would be just a fun opportunity to hang out. So please let me know if you're going to be there. Okay, awesome. AMZ Innovate. And lastly, to our sponsor, do you need to hire software engineers, testers or leaders let full scale help? They have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts at, at full scale. They specialize in building long term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit fullscale.io. Yuha, this has been uh, an awesome few minutes getting to chat with you and learn more about your own story as well as Zuzco and uh, and and what what there is there for people to help them with their spending and sellers to reach more customers. Really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. This is awesome. Thanks, Andrew. And Startup Hustle listeners, thank you so much as always. Really appreciate your time and attention. We'll see you next time. 
Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.